0: Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a show featuring weekly interviews with Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs, who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are your hosts, Trisha Whitlock and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to The Incubator. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Trisha Whitlock. Good morning, my friend. Uh, boy, we're off and running so far so good. I'm having a good time on the show.
1: Yeah, So far, so good. I'm feeling good about it. Today, I'm excited to talk about health and security, which are two really big things in Atlanta.
0: Boy, I'm going to tell you what, uh, talk about a relevant conversation, what's going on, uh, not only globally, but certainly here in Atlanta. This is going to be a fun conversation, I assure you. So we're joined today by Aditya Somani, the co-founder of Ample Biometrics. Aditya, welcome to the show. Hi, Todd. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for carving out some time. I know you're very, very busy, so appreciate you stopping by. <laughs> no problem. So, DT, before we get into a conversation about some of the amazing things that you're doing, uh, take a few quick seconds, inform the audience a bit
2: about you and your background. All right. So, as you guys know, I'm already I'm a co-founder of Ample Biometrics. I was born and raised in Delhi, India, and I came to the United States for my bachelor's in electrical engineering at Georgia Tech, and that's where I found all of my four co-founders—great people, I must say: Dylan, Danya, Janani, and Eric. Now, all five of us, we had this one single dream that we wanted to make our senior design capstone project look like something magical. We wanted something which was completely out of the box and something which we could rely on and say, all right, this is what we built. Now, most students get into something like this When, you know, they have some industry-sponsored project, they have some sort of professors behind them, we said, no, we want to break that rule. We want to break that path. We want to do something on our own. Me, personally, I'm a big hardware buff. I love tinkering around with stuff. I love breaking apart stuff. And that's what I've been doing for a long, long time in in my life. I recall, like, back in the day when my mom was just, you know, kind of just... Stop me when I was just breaking apart hard drives (laughs) looking at things and she'd be like oh my god what are you doing Aditya and I'm like okay sorry I'm gonna back off but yeah that's kind of where my story started so I met this wonderful team and we all had this you know love for hardware with a close love for software as well so we wanted to create an embedded system which could you know provide both hardware and the software features something like an iphone something like an iphone which could you know truly change the world when it first came out in 2007 now we were looking at a couple of projects at that point in time connected cars and all that kind of stuff and we kind of decided to stick with ample so that's kind of the background behind me and you know the background behind ample and we can talk about that a little bit more
1: Sure. So now I'd love to talk about Ample, um, what you guys are working on. It's a vein scanning technology to help replace passwords and what, like credit cards, any kind of security type of thing. Um, But from the horse's mouth, per se, I'd love to hear from you exactly what is Ample and how does it work?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So Ample, I think the first thing which I want to kind of, you know, put it out there is Ample is, is a company which wants to, identify people it's vein scanning is a tool vein scanning helps us do that but we want to make identification simple we want to replace your credit cards we want to replace your passports we want to replace your wallets we want to replace your keys our vision of the world let's say five years from now is a world where you could just get into your nice tesla motors car (laughs) you know with just a single vein print you could get into your house with that. You could make payments with that. You could even go to the airport with that. Now, how do we do that? And that's what our co-founders, like all five of us, were pondering about almost a year ago from now. And we decided that vein scanning was a tool which could let us do that. It's a technology which is used widely by the CIA, even today. And so we wanted to bring it to the masses. We wanted to create a simple system which you, you, me, or anyone sitting at home could essentially buy from Best Buy and put it on their door and it just works. That's our dream, that's our vision. Ample is a vein scanning based plug and play system which comes with software behind it and APIs which allow us or anyone to easily integrate it into their system, whether we're talking about students, whether we're talking about consumers or we're talking about the enterprise level.
1: So is the real difference in technology here the price to create the technology and that you can disseminate it to the masses as opposed to it only being something that's used by the government or whatever because it's such a a high cost to start up? Um, So is that really the technology that you've created a cheaper way to do the same thing?
2: Well, there, there are a couple of factors. First thing, as you mentioned, of course, is the price. Um, All the previous implementations of vein scanning were never actually created for the masses. Ample was designed ground up for consumers. We've decided that we wanted to keep the cost as low as possible. And in doing that, we've been able to achieve a cost which is almost 10 times lesser than our competitors. Also, Ample is more about making identification simple. That's Ample Biometrics tagline, identification made simple. So instead of using clunky APIs and using, you know, having a ten, 10 team developer team behind it, trying to develop the software behind the scanner, which major big companies like Hitachi and Fujitsu are building out, we're trying to create a system which could just be easily used by me as you.
0: I, I'm... My head's exploding with the possibilities here, Trish. I mean, it's it's, uh, uh, it's mind-blowing what's possible here. Help me and, frankly, the audience really understand how it actually works. Now, there are still plenty of people, as we record this, there are still plenty of people that think it's really cool that I can put my thumbprint on my iPhone and, and buy an app. I think it's a lot more than that, right? Walk us through how the actual technology works.
2: Absolutely. So the first thing, you know, which, uh, since you mentioned it, is, uh, you know, you mentioned the iPhone. Now, what if I told you that, remember that how much, how much we think that the iPhone's secure, you know, Apple probably did a fantastic job, and then there's the secure enclave, which those guys talk about, that everything's secure in your phone and everything. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like a magical system, which, like, everyone's trying to create. But at some point in time, you have to understand that security is much more than, you know, just trying to hack systems. Now, let's think about it. If I were to hack either of yours' homes, And let's say they were secured by an electronic lock. Would I break down your door? Or would I point a gun to your head saying, give me your passcode? Or would I try to hack into the system, spending countless hours, you know, just trying to figure out the code? No, I'll probably just break down your door. And that's what this is all about as well. Would you believe me if I tell you that I could use a gummy bear right now, just lift your fingerprint off your phone, and I can scan it back again? That's one of the demerits of technologies like fingerprint scanning. And then we have retina scanning. Now, let's say I want to go through, you know, buy a coffee. Do I really want to stick my head into this, you know, absurd looking device and have my have it kind of like make it look like it pokes my eyes out? That's not what, you know, we want security. That's not what we want future to look like. Ideally, what I'd want is I walk in through the coffee shop And it just works. You know, it knows that I'm the one buying the coffee. It knows I'm the one who's making the payments and that's it. You know, it it doesn't have to identify me at all.
1: So is it an actual, so it's a physical scanner that a business or my home would have somewhere located on it so I can get in? So am I like rubbing my wrist on the scanner? Like how does, how does it actually work? Like retina, I get like, it scans your eye, right? But like how, what, where are the veins that it's looking at and how, how does it know that it's me?
2: Great question. So the veins which it's looking at are actually in the palm of your hands and uh, they're as if not better better they're at least as secure as fingerprint scanning so there's millions and millions of people and every person who you know has a a hand i guess has a different set of vein prints on it and the way we envision this technology to eventually work out and there's a lot of you know market people who have actually done this and we're also working on our prototype to you know achieve that is uh, you just simply have the device sitting on a desk or on, you know, stuck on a wall or something, and you hover your hand over it. And that's it. It's, it scans you, it, it logs you in, there's no touching involved, there's nothing. You just, it's as good as just hovering your hand in the air, and it just lets you in. Uh, the way that works is, effectively, there's a couple of your vein prints, you know, they can be shined off using a specific wavelength of infrared light. So we use. Infrared, specialized infrared cameras and infrared light to kind of capture those vein prints. After that, most of it is actually the, se- the secret sauces in the software. We extract those vein prints, we secure them on our databases, and when you scan in again, we re extract your vein prints and search it again. And that's how kind of, you know, the, the basis of, you know, how Ample is designed works as well. So
0: let's walk through a couple applications of this. I mean, you've cited several, and I mean, Trish, I mean, like I said, my mind is humming with the possibilities, but I imagine there's going to be a scanner on your car door, right? So you can just do that, and the door opens, and it knows that you You probably, if if your brain scan's not there, the car won't start. I mean, I imagine there's those kinds of possibilities. Obviously, purchasing stuff at a, at a bricks-and-mortar retail outlet, obviously, I get that. What are some other applications? I mean, I'm just thinking, of uh, I mean, it would strike me, I don't know if you agree, Tricia, but that would be more secure than a than a than a thumbprint or a fingerprint. Absolutely, you're not absolutely just because right. you can put it on a gummy bear, as you said. But I just think it'd be it's more intricate, probably more unique than a mm-hmm. thumbprint. much more surface area. So I mean, I'm thinking all of the law enforcement possibilities, and I mean,
2: talk, walk us through some of the some of the other applications of this. Absolutely, that maybe Trisha and I haven't thought about. So one of the applications which we're looking at, and as you mentioned, there's a host of applications. In fact, our logo is actually designed uh, um, next to that. It looks like a really nice curvy A with a really nice curvy B, and it looks like the infinity symbol because <laughs> uh, one of our initial ideas was that it's it's so vast and it's you know there's infinite possibilities around it. Uh, to give you just a few would be you know something like time attendance monitoring. Um, you clock in, you clock out. These these days you have you know either those funky fingerprint systems are all localized and not that they don't work that well anyway, and then then you have the RFID cards which are pretty popular. But let's think about it for a second. I could just give my RFID card to someone else and just be like, hey man, can you just log me in today in the morning and I'll just you know come in at lunch or something like that. <laughs> and that's actually a major problem in the industry. Time attendance management fraud uh, actually makes uh, you know a company lose almost you know 10% of their payroll. We're thinking about yeah. absolutely. Then the other problem which they have is you know online payments, um, online websites, passwords—they're hacked all the time. Would you believe me if I told you the most popular password on the planet is password? People just use password as their (laughs) password or, you know, something like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And it's so easy to hack stuff like that. You know, it's like even with with the best kind of security systems out there, it's so much easier to hack all that kind of stuff. That's the beauty about, you know, using things where humans have a lesser amount of control over stuff that, you know, it's just harder to hack. Um, another possibility would be access control access control let's say you know want to get into doors getting into buildings it's just again same idea being that i can give my fingerprint or vein print to someone else and that's i think our, our biggest motivation here since uh, uh, my co-founder Dylan, when he had the, had this idea initially or rather the motivation behind it was uh, he went to las vegas on his 21st birthday And uh, someone stole his uh, financial information there. Two months later, his bank account was emptied out and his bank told him, "Uh, I'm sorry, you know, we understand, we sympathize with you, but I'm sorry, your $1,200 of money is gone. And that's when he started looking into stuff like this. And we realized that, you know, biometrics is the future and trying to find out how we can limit things like this where the fault is not actually, you know, the user's mistake. It's not a mistake that I accidentally left my credit card somewhere or I accidentally left my passport somewhere. I can't leave my vein print anywhere. I always have it on me and no one else can access it. So the only thing which can go wrong could be in the system. So it's like minimizing the amount of attack points. And that's, uh, you know, one of our motivations for using... Something like vein scanning instead of fingerprint scanning. Why use older technology when you already have something new, which is better?
0: Well, if I'm understanding you, you don't need to carry around a passport or a credit card anymore with this technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get more into this in just a second. A DTL will return after this short break. We'll be right back.
1: This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Wella is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at YourWella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A All
0: All right. And we're back with Aditya Somani, co-founder of Ample Biometrics.
1: So, you were talking about like the endless uses of how, where you could use this, right? So, it's travel, it's passwords, it's, I mean, it could be so many things. When you are taking it to market, how do you kind of want to go after it first? You know, what segment are you going to go after and how do you plan on tackling it?
2: That's a great question. So, we actually had this, you know, thought and the first thing as well. uh, We initially wanted to do payments. You know, we started off thinking, oh my God, we're going to do payments.
1: And we're a payment town. So, that makes sense.
2: Absolutely. We're in payment town. But the problem with payments is it's just so much harder. Just, you know, there's a barrier to entry. You're talking about, you know, people like Amex, you're talking about Visa, you're talking about PayPal, there's a lot of big players out there. And even like, you know, something like Square, like where they were not really, you know, making new technology, kind of incorporating old technology into a modern form factor which makes it easier for them to do. For us to replace that instantly would be much harder. So we decided that we we're going to go on you know, entries into smaller markets first, something like time attendance monitoring, access control, and that's our first play, as I would say. We're focusing right now into smaller companies which you know would like to replace their time attendance monitoring systems um, or you know, just get new ones right off the bat. With uh, the vein scanning, ample biometric systems, which would I think uh, you know be a very good step forward into the industry with regard to something like this. Once we proved out you know kind of our proof of concept in that, and you know showcase that our product really is as good as we say, then I think we would we would be ready to move move on along to the consumer segment where we would be talking about let's say passwords online online websites, so people like you, me, and everyone could uh, you know just have a scanner right next to us, you know, have a small dongle or something. And we could just, you know, have it communicate with our laptop and it signs us into websites. And the best part about this is, let's say, you know, you go into Facebook and you want to say, let's say sign in with Ample. Then if uh, Trisha signs in here, it signs in Trisha. If Trisha hovers her hand over it. And if Todd does it, it signs in Todd over it. You go to the same thing with Amazon it automatically authenticates you, buys the stuff for you and, you know, gets everything, the right address and all that kind of stuff. And, and the point is, you know, why put in stuff, why create confusion when companies like Amazon and Facebook, they already have all that information about us, but the only thing which, we know, which we're kind of, which is holding us back is the fact that they want to make sure it's really us who's actually making the transaction. With Ample, we can truly do that. Providing us, you know, identification services, as you mentioned, Trisha uh, and Todd, identification is a huge market. Everyone needs it today. And we really want to make it better. After payments, I'd say, you know, after, sorry, after online passwords and all that kind of stuff, I think uh, we'd like to go into payments. And that would be probably, you know, two or three years down the line. We have a fantastic product integrated uh, integrated into ATMs, and uh, as you mentioned, run-of-the-mill, you know, you have coffee shops, brick-and-mortar stores, things like that. And I think, uh, you know, integrating that with uh, services like Visa and AMX uh, is definitely one thing which we would be doing in the future. Well, it strikes me that, you
0: know, the, the, the thumbprint technology on, on on the phones and things like Apple Pay, I think it's beginning to build an awareness in the marketplace that, of this kind of technology and, and I think if you were leading with this and this was the first thing we were thinking about in terms of that kind of uh, security it might be a harder hill to climb but now that we're already beginning to understand that there's technology that can impact these kind of things I think that will I think that, that makes that path probably a little bit easier for you but it's intriguing I mean, so uh, talk, I, mean, I imagine not that you only start up thinking about this thing you talk about the competition you have out there
2: and, and how do you stand apart I would probably agree with you guys on, you know, we're probably one of the first guys actually thinking about this. Um, if I could be very bold about this, I would be proud to say that, you know, Ample is the first plug and play scanner on the market. Uh, there is nothing else which has been created just for the consumer, which is as simple as, you know, you know, buying a leap motion device or something, buying an iPhone and just using it. And that's the, that's the kind of vision we have. And, uh, there are a couple of people out there on the market who have been doing, as I mentioned earlier, fingerprint scanning. And there's a couple of uh, vein scanning companies as well. If I could uh, name some, it would be Hitachi and Fujitsu, primarily Japanese. And uh, what these guys are making is state-of-the-art vein scanning technology, which is great in my opinion, but it's not a system. It's just a scanner. It's like buying a camera. It's mm-hmm. like, but as long as you just have the scanner and you don't have any, you know, sort of like um you know as i would say like the difference between um, an iphone and an android where the difference simply would lie in the fact that there's a technology which was created all around to exist as a single system as opposed to a couple of pieces put together and that creates a very different effect and that's the kind of effect which we are trying to create in the market since Ample was designed from the ground up for the consumers it's, it has a great price point it has uh, the apis and the software is built for them they're easy to use they're fast and if I could tell you you know you could use your phone and ample just you know get started in like a couple of minutes and that's that's the kind of vision which we we want to build on and that's that's not anything which you know. Something else, someone else has been trying to do. The other thing which we want to do is reduce the amount of cost which uh, other companies are bringing into play. For example, you go into like the, those uh, Hitachi and Fujitsu scanners with, with just the scanners, you still need additional hardware around it. You need servers on the back end and all that kind of stuff, and you still need a ten-man team to actually implement it. With uh, something like uh, the, the the old fingerprint technology. Um, you they need localized databases and things like that. And just it's just you know it's a lot of hidden cost. And we don't want our consumer to go through something like that. We want to create a cloud computing based system which me, you or anyone you know, let's say five thousand miles out somewhere, could still access online and find out, oh, who's in my office right now? And that's that really brings in that power. Something if I could like quote, you know, Nest has been doing something like that with the thermometers and the the new Nest camera, which came out. And uh, I think those, you know, people like these in the market, like Google, Apple and Nest, these are some very, you know, definite motivators into something uh, like what we're trying to do with Apple.
1: So do you think that this is something, and it's it's hard to say, but are you building this to build it and run it yourselves or are you building this in the hopes that a Google or an Amazon will come and say like, hey, I'll give you a couple million bucks to this, right? Um, I mean, obviously, the, the cash out idea is so nice, right? Who doesn't want a couple million dollars. But I mean, you know, is your, is your intention to build this to sell or do you think that you, you want to build this and then be, you know, kind of at the helm with your co-founders?
2: No, I think we definitely, and uh, we all kind of very much love Ample as a company. We love the idea and uh, we want to follow what, you know, these people bring in as industry leaders, but we still want Ample to be with us. We want Ample to be us. And uh, that's, I think, our biggest motivation point today that whenever, you know, we find out something new, it's like, you know, uh, like a mom being worried about her baby falling down. So everything around us is just kind of just helps us go towards that point. And we want to see Ample become a huge giant. And I think it's truly possible with the amount of opportunities with identification and technologies like that, Ample could truly you know replace almost everything which we see today in a, in a, in a good way. And uh, eventually, you know, you'll find it integrated into your laptops, you, know, let's say, underneath your touchpad. You just hover it over your touchpad, and things just work on the back of your phone. You just hold your phone, and it just works. And that's the future, which I think um, me and all of my other co-founders really want to see. And we want to help design it. We want to build it. So, as far as you know, your question per se goes, I think we'd like to keep it in house. Okay. Well, I can. It's oozing out of you that this is a passion and this is what you guys want to
0: do. But to your point, Trish, I could see where. Uh, the fellows sitting around the boardroom and nest would say, Hmm, this would be an obvious thing to integrate into what we're trying to build right. in terms of that. So uh, I have imagined you'll have some of those conversations down <laughs> the road. Um, you touched on this a minute ago, uh, but let me just sum it up just because I, I want to hear how you how you phrase
2: this, uh, but where, where will this be in five years time? In five years, we would be talking about what new product would you like to integrate Ample with. So, as you mentioned, you know, like those boardroom conversations with Nest or something like that. What we're gonna say is, hey, you guys, we want to partner up with you guys. You can use our technology, and that's great. You know, we totally support that, and that's beautiful for us. And that's the kind of future which we, you know, you know, see ourselves going into in five years. You see those credit card machines. You're just gonna have Ample on that instead of like you're gonna have a little credit card thing on the side for all the old. And then you're gonna have Ample on the side for all the new buffs.
1: <laughs> like checkbooks now for our
2: old. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the United States, you know, we still have cash lying around, but we barely use it. I mean, credit cards are just so much more convenient, no handling out with change, you know, not having having heavy pockets, and it's just so much easier. And to think about it, you know, 20, 25 years ago, this was people were scared about things like, oh my God, I'm gonna have my money on a Plastic? That that doesn't make any sense. I used to be afraid to order
0: something through Amazon. I mean, so it's. And now I mean, we
1: have Bitcoin, right? Uh, so like, how far has it come?
0: I mean. Well, what's more exciting, Trish, is where it can go. Yeah. And when you integrate something like this into that whole system, that whole process, I mean, it's its staggering what's possible.
1: The integration is what really interests me, right? I mean, the idea that this could be used so many different ways and that it probably has to sync up with a lot of already existing systems, right? How are you building it so that it can be pliable enough that it can be integrated in different ways, right? Like, what's the thought process behind the long-term integration goals,
2: well, the first thought process, you know, and to be honest, uh, with integration, the, the biggest challenge is how do you f- make something so small that it's so easy to integrate? Let's talk about, you know, for example, the, uh, the the fingerprint scanner on the iPhone. It's so small now, but five years ago, or like you know, the other usual implementations you would see, uh, they were not so small. They were they they were slightly bigger. And Apple truly, you know, made that, you know, twisted it around and fitted underneath that little home button, which, this, which they have going on. And that's kind of our vision, you know, how can we make this technology so thin, so small and so, you know, powerful yet insignificant that it could be, you know, integrated into almost anything. And we continuously kind of drive ourselves into making our scanners, our system, and our computing power behind it smaller and smaller day by day. So our first prototype, I guess, started out you know, with the size of, let's say, a MacBook charger. Hmm. And now it's it's smaller than that. Let's say you know we are planning to make it about thirty percent smaller than that. And eventually, you know, by the time we'll get this out of the market, you can expect it to look like a, a one inch by one inch box, which is almost like six or seven millimeters or ten millimeters in height, and uh, you know something like that. You could just put it almost anywhere. And five years down the line, you don't know. You know, let's uh, by the time we reach there we might have technology which is uh, as good as putting on the on the back of your phones. And that's kind of where the motivation, you know, comes from. Do all that kind of stuff because it's so much easier to just hold your phone and the phone knows that it's you. And you don't have to worry about it. You, Anyone else phones and holds your phone, it, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't work for them. And that's great.
0: Well, you know, Trish, how the world's changing when, I have to restart my phone and I have, you know, before you can't use the, the you know, the fingerprint after you restart it, you know, and, well, that's a hassle now. <laughs> I mean, how pathetic are we that those kinds yeah. of things now are nuisances when it sounds like what you're, what you're saying is that you just pick up your phone and it's done. I mean, and any other application, it's, it's amazing. So you mentioned prototypes. You have two that I
2: understand that you're working on, right? Absolutely. Walk us through that. Well, so the first one which we're working on is actually for your fingers, and you know it's more like a it's a preference kind of a thing. Some people prefer that you know they want to hover their, huh, their hand over something. In some situations, that might not really be you know the best kind of an option. Let me give you an example. You're a, you're a worker in, so in some sort of a manufacturing firm or something like that. So, what you're focusing on is you, you have to remove your gloves, put them on again, remove your gloves, put them on again. For a situation like that, you know, Ample actually supports uh, latex gloves, and you can put in, uh, put in your uh, latex gloves hands into a finger vein scanner. And uh, so, those are actually the two prototypes we've been working on. Uh, the, our first iteration prototype was actually a finger vein scanner, uh, so, it scans the, the vein prints in your finger as opposed to the other one which is a palm vein scanner and doesn't actually require any contact. So the first one we've uh, already have working prototypes. We have uh, two private beta testing companies who are very much happy to use it in the future, near future. And uh, the second one we're still kind of, you know, working towards finding it out, but that's our, you know, our goal and vision and aim to, you know, kind of get that ready and get that out the door in the next couple of months.
1: So as I mentioned at the beginning of our chat you really sit at a great spot in Atlanta for what you do, right? There's like 70% of all payments get processed through Atlanta. We've got a lot of security. Ionic has been very successful and they've just launched, right? Pindrop is big here. Um, the only Internet of Things company, Bastille, is located here. And then from the healthcare perspective, right, we've got a lot of folks that are dealing with stuff like that too. The Global Center for Medical Innovation is at Georgia Tech. We've got a couple of really big health conferences that come through. Um, you know, how are you utilizing what the ecosystem has to offer in Atlanta to help build this business?
2: Well, Atlanta was kind of, you know, it's our birthplace. That's the first, you know, thing which we love about this, uh, the city. Uh, as you mentioned, there's a lot of payment opportunities. There's a lot of crowdfunding happening here, uh, and Atlanta Tech Village by itself is a is a fantastic place, in my opinion. And these are the kind of contacts which we need since we're not right now focusing on the small businesses front. We need companies which are growing, upping and budding, who were willing to try out new things. Because uh, let's be honest, it's a technology, you know, as I mentioned, like credit cards, people are scared of it, okay? And they just feel like, oh my God, you have all my fingerprint information. Like, what, what does that look like? And you have all my palm information. What does that look like? And, uh, but I think, uh, you know, from our last draw on which we had recently, um, People are excited about stuff like this. They wanna, they wanna learn. They wanna see what their vein prints look like, and it's, it's, you know, it's almost intriguing because no one's ever seen them before. And it's nice, it's, 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 it's funky. And that's where, you know, kind of Georgia Tech, Emory and all these nice schools out here, Georgia State kind of pulls up and pulls out, you know, just having all that new talent coming in this young, fresh minds, along with these small startups and this small business world, which Atlanta offers us, is just a very, very fruitful ground, in my opinion, to actually just build something like this, a product like this. It's great.
1: So the partnerships are a big thing in Atlanta, right? There's a large focus right now on trying to get all the Fortune 500s that are here, because we have like the third highest concentration, to start partnering with the startups, to be big first customers, financial supporters, you know, kind of incubate under their wings. Is there any interest in finding a large corporate partner to help you move this forward, or are you really focusing more on the smaller business at this time?
2: Well, a large partner would I think as a customer would be a great base to start off because it really gives us uh, you know a good fantastic proving point. Uh, right now, what we're actually looking for is uh, you know early seed funding and uh, you know some sort of entry into an accelerator, which could help us create like a truly embedded prototype out of us because, Right now, we're kind of using off-the-shelf parts to do it, and that can only go so far. At some point in time, you have to interchange, make your own stuff, build your own you know, circuits and all that kind of stuff and then have them manufactured by someone. And that's the kind of stuff, you know, we need help with because we don't have a lot of experience on that front. We kind of have an idea of where to go with, but our mentors and everybody have been, you know, helping us out into this field. And that's kind of, you know, the motivation into us, uh, for us looking into a star, into an accelerator.
1: Uh, I know the Tiger program, it have, helps to take things like this to market. And that Flashpoint is accepting um, applications right now. And Flashpoint's the most well-known accelerator we have in Atlanta. so. I've got my vote. I'll talk to Merrick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a lot of influence on their show. So just, you know. But, of course. Trish, to your point, I'm thinking about some of the very, very well-recognized Fortune 100s here. I mean, you could you could easily th- figure out how to integrate what he's doing into what they're doing.
1: I mean, especially Delta, right? I mean, they have so much security and payment processing. I mean, that's at the intersection of a lot of different things. I would think, think that's something. Yeah. Something yeah. Kind of deep,
0: or, yeah, I mean, you can just imagine, uh, so.
1: It's exciting.
0: All right. Well, Aditya, I hate to say it, we're running low on time. Uh, do you have to do one thing, though? Uh, you are aware that Wella is making this conversation possible. So it's time for the Wella question of the week. So I have to
2: ask you, what is the best financial advice you have ever received? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd start off with, uh, you know, something which my dad told me. And uh, this was a very long time back, and he keeps repeating it. Of course, that's how dads are in the <laughs> first place. But uh, he told me, you know, always go in with a plan. If you go in with a number, that's not the best way to go in. If you go in with a plan and then you minimize on your plan and then kind of work from there, I think you can achieve the best results possible in in terms of finance. Brilliant.
0: All right. Well, that's the well of question of the week. Aditya, we are now out of time. Before I let you go, how can
2: people contact you should they have questions and where can they learn more about Ample Biometrics? Absolutely. We have now our website, www.amplebiometrics.com. We regularly offer demos to people. So if you guys think you guys would be interested in getting in touch with us or kind of seeing a demo of our technology, please uh, hook us up there and we would definitely get back to you guys on that.
0: All right. Aditya Somani, the co-founder of Ample Biometrics. Great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thank you so much, Todd. It was a pleasure. Pleasure was ours. All right. On behalf of my co-host, Tricia Whitlock, I'm Todd Schnick. Thanks again to Wella for making this broadcast possible. This is The Incubator signing off from the Atlanta Tech Village. We'll see you next week.
1: You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.